Welcome to your effing 40s. I'm Leon McLeod. Thanks for joining us. Please enjoy the show. Welcome back to your effing 40s, you guys. I have today with me one of my longest sponsors. <laughs> that sounds like I'm doing AA, right? My longest sponsors. John William Wade. And he's been around... Hi. For quite a while. Hi, John. Yeah. There you are. Nice to, nice to talk to you again. I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it's been a busy year, so. So what's new with you? Well, uh, a few new things. I mean, we switched. I was a long time in Remax for 15 years. In June of this year, we switched to a new brokerage with a you know very new style of doing business, kind of more modern, and it's called Real Broker. So once I switched over there, that opened up the, the doors to me building up my real estate team. So now we have three other people who work for, for us who are all licensed. Uh, two of them have their commercial licenses like me, and one of them has uh, the residential license. So we're able to handle all different types of things, and it just opens up more capacity and you know, different minds coming together to work and help other people get along in life. Nice. And how is the real estate business right now? It's not bad. I mean, of course, with the interest rates going up, uh, it makes some people want to sit on the sidelines. But uh, what we're going to see right now for the next little while is that with the going up, it forces some people who were, and now now it forces them to buy before their pre-approval runs out. Yeah. Because if they let their pre-approval run out, then they'll get re-approved at a higher rate. So we're probably going to see a bit of a rush here. And then on January 25th, it's anticipated that they'll raise the rates another quarter point with the feds. And when they do that, we're hoping that they stay flat for a while at that point. Basically, people will uh, continue to, to buy. And I mean, there's always people getting divorced. There's always people, you know, dying and yeah. getting married, having babies. You know, life changes. So there'll always be people who are in the market. Nice. I've never asked you this, but do you have a certain... Um like brokers that you guys deal with in-house? Like, how does that work for you? What do you mean? You mean like mortgage brokers? Yeah. We have a few different mortgage brokers that we work with. Um, you know, basically anything that our clients need, whether it's insurance, mortgages, trades, people, you name it, we're connected to it because we're, you know, we're coordinators. So when our clients need something, we, we uh, connect them to, we, always, we usually have about two or three people in every category. And then that way, if someone's busy or out of town, we can still get them some help. Nice. What shows did we do with you? We did, we've done a couple shows with you, actually. Well, we did show number 50. See, he researches it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did show number 50 this, and then show number, and then I think we did show what, number 30 or 12 or 13 yeah 12 12 or 13 was it lucky 13 let me just check i think it was was a long time ago it was like almost three years ago now like effing 40s Mm -hmm. be three years in january and uh, the changes that we've gone through is insane like from me having noticed that you know from me having people here and this is the year-end show so john's hosting the year-end show with me i already did the interview ahead of time with frank deville out of hollywood california very cool man excellent very blessed he's you know he's done a lot of stuff in his music career 
And how many times you get to talk to somebody from Hollywood that's like work with Universal and all the big guys. So and, and is a member of the mu- American music, right? So well, I think what you're doing with your show is really important because you know you're you're always you know I know I've said this in the past, but you're always uh, very direct with people, and you're you're always very raw. You don't try and polish it. No, and you, you let people you let people be the way they are, and you accept them for who they are. You yeah. don't have to force people to be a certain way. And I agree. And, and that's the way you should do yeah. business. I think really at the end of the day, it's comfortable. You know, be comfortable. Well, we, we often talk about the golden rule, which is, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do to you. Yeah. But in business, there, we, we like to use what we call the platinum rule. And that is do unto others as they would have done to them, which yep. means we need to learn what their expectations are and meet them on their field. Yep. Because the way I might want to be treated is quite different than the way someone else wants to be treated. So uh, I can't just think yep. that everybody's the same as me. No. And you have to let people be real. I really feel, yep. I, I feel that that's, you're right on the show. We are very, I'm very about being real. Like I get the stuff that people feel comfortable telling us. And this is going like all around the world. And when they open up to us, it makes me feel kind of cool because it's like they're giving me their life story and I'm doing a therapy session all by myself. Actually, this was, this, this started out as a uh, therapy show for me. And people don't know that about me. I had hit rock bottom three years ago. I'd lost my father and mm-hmm. lost three dogs. And I have very good friends, but I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to reach out to anybody. And I ended up in the hospital because I was desperate. And it's not something I'm proud of, but it's not something I'm ashamed of because this is where we are now, three years later. Uh, another thing, you guys, coming out of this, mental health, very important, especially when you get older, right? Like you probably experience a lot of that in your industry. Especially like oh, closures yeah. and stuff like that. I'm sure you handle a lot of that, and that's very hard on a person. We always start off by letting people know that we're not judging them. Yeah, it it, it, uh, it can happen so easily, and we've seen so many cases um, where people are in trouble and they need the banks to kind of stay off their back. So we dump, start to act as a go-between, and we get it done. And uh, you know, people really get very tense. They usually feel pretty ashamed. So they sometimes don't even talk to their own family. You know, their own family members don't even know that they're having troubles. Um, and then, you know, we, we get them moved along. And, and then we sometimes the best we can say to somebody is, you're in a bad situation now. Yeah. And when you're done, you'll still be in a bad situation, but you'll be in a less bad situation. Oh, yeah, like but, the way that you said but, that. Yeah. But when we say it like that, People know that we're being real. We're not going to sit there and candy coat it for them and because we just want people to be authentic with, with what we're doing. And that is something that has been a hallmark of my career and all the guys on my team. All the people on my team, they, uh, you know, they, they're expected to be the same. Exactly. Let's give a shout out to your links again. I mean, it's all over our page and everything in our Spotify, but let's give everybody the links while they're listening so they can write them down. Well, we, we've, launched a, we've launched a new site in the last couple of months. It's called uh, calgaryinvestmentgroup.com or .ca, whichever you want. So calgaryinvestmentgroup.com. And, you know, johnwilliamwade.com is still available. But uh, we're now moving towards uh, building the team stronger. And, and then that means it's not about me. It's about everybody working together. So 
So that's what we're promoting now, and and uh, I'm very proud of the people who are on our team. They uh, they're people who really have the same philosophy of you know being of service to others. I like that because that's really what you know at the end of the day does wonders for your world and for you is you know serving others. It does help. Absolutely. And if you want to not be depressed, help somebody else. That's a good thing too. Find different ways. To, uh, find different ways to make yourself better. It's a hard road, you guys. But please, you know, reach out. Don't take your own life. You're leaving behind your family. I know that I've been watching a lot of suicides lately, close and personal, and a lot of the music business. And I think, you know, being an artist, it's harder on them because they really got hit during COVID because they had this loose income that they had, right? And yeah. I think it, you can either take it two ways. You can take it as a huge loss or you can take it as a learning lesson as to what you want to do better and how you want to keep that money around and not just spend it. And I, that's, I, and I'm not saying maybe you didn't spend it. Maybe you tried to support yourself, right? Like we don't know the logistics of your life, but do reach out, uh, check out John. If you guys are ever into selling your houses or looking for commercial real estate as a business, please give him a shout. He is one of my favorite humans. I've known him a long time and it was show 11. I just checked. Oh, Charlotte. One, one. All right. It's almost like an angel sign, but you're missing the nine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, happy new year. Merry Christmas. The whole. Well, yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And have a happy new year. And John will be back, of course, you know, mid-year. We'll be bugging him when he finally, you know, hopefully things change at City Hall and they have to re-campaign. We'll see. (laughs) Well, there's been some interesting developments on that. Oh, yeah. ooh. are you going back? Well, I mean, I don't know, you know, what exactly is going to happen, but uh, anybody who's been watching the papers and the news knows that there, you know, there's been some, you know, unfortunate, and it bothers me because it becomes a distraction. And instead of them worrying about how to serve Calgarians, they're worrying about how to keep themselves out of trouble. And that's so. That's, yeah, that's not okay. That's not what you're there for. Yeah. We pay you to do your jobs. Like, that's what you're there. You're paid by the taxes <clears throat> to be there. So, yeah. yeah. But the human beings, right? And so sometimes personal life and it gets you know, personal way. conflicts. Yeah. Yeah, they get in the way. Absolutely. I know this with business all the time. I, I've, I've seen it like now. And, you know, being a female entrepreneur is a hard job. It's, I thought it was going to be like, I'm here. It's really not. <laughs> I'm here and I'm going, whoa, my industry is very male dominated in Calgary, which is surprising, but I am excited. And thank you for joining me. You guys, happy new year's. Reach out to John. We're going to let you go, John. I got a new call okay. coming in. Take care. Absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas and happy new year. We'll, Merry we'll meet you in a new year. Okay. Talk to you later. Your effing 40s is sponsored by... Comedy Tuesday Night, Tracks VR, John William Wade, Claudia Santiago, Bucket Brigade Recording Studios, DLC Entertainment Services, Township Cleaning Company, and Soulmate Shoes Inc.
Welcome back, you guys. This is show 78. This is our final show of the year, and I have invited my friend Frank from Hollywood back on the show. To hey, hey, hey. This is our year-end show, Frank. You're my last show for the year. Well, I am honored to be on your very last show, man. I'm well, honored. <laughs> we're honored to have you on. You've been doing some pretty cool stuff in Hollywood and Vegas and stuff, so we're going to jump into what you've been doing since we talked to you last. Okay, so I've been thinking about that because I guess, do you remember how long ago that was? Was it two years ago? Was when we first were putting uh, the family of Funk together? Was it during the COVID or? It was two years ago. Two years ago. 
So, yeah, we were just putting, Wayne and I and me, John was just putting the band together. And uh, the world was, you know, different. A lot of people were kind of isolating in our homes. And it was, <laughs> it was like, okay, let's put a band together. Well, you know, there's no places to play. And uh, everybody's cheering from out of their houses. But uh, we actually didn't subscribe to that kind of thinking. Yeah, it was a weird time. It still feels like it's a weird time. At least we're, like, allowed to do things now. What's gone on since you've been on the show? Everything that is involved with breaking a band. You know, I'm really grateful that in just over the two years, we were able to come as far, you know, as we, as we have. So in the past, you know, the last time we talked, I was probably talking about, you know, my years as a record producer, working with, you know, Interscope or, or Universal Music. And, you know, uh, the team that I was with, we were involved with writing for some established artists as well as trying to break some new ones, some American Idol finalists and, and things like that. So, you know, when everybody was under lockdown in this part of the world, you know, people were still downloading music, people were still streaming. And so my music career was still, you know, wasn't right along. And so we decided to put, you know, I was always a performer playing uh, as a side artist in someone else's band and myself, Wayman and, and Mia, we actually started the family of punk. Um, it was, you know, it was our time. So what we did is we, we wrote some, you know, a bunch of, of, of music. We, we made some covers and everything, you know, people think they only see one side of maybe what I post on social media, but as far as the things that it takes to actually break a band, especially in Los Angeles, where there's a saying that in LA, everyone is selling and no one is buying. So all the clubs are kind of full of the same kind of music. Everyone's trying to grind to get their spot. So again, you know, we put the band together, we put a set together, started playing, we got with a few promoters and we played every single place in LA to get, you know, the traction and to get some kind of, you know, we needed tutorial video elements for a website, all those things we did in the first year, year and a half. Websites and social media, you know, all, all kinds of stuff, as well as putting a band, you know, together, which involved working with different people. We went through a couple of different personnel changes, um, yeah. which some of them were actually actually very comical. And then um, late last year, we were scouted by a, kind of a veteran producer named Timothy Eaton, who actually was, he's been a prolific record producer for like 56 years. And actually, when you look him up, I mean, he, everyone from Rick James, Charlie Wilson, the Gap Band, Allman Brothers, Mega Gap, you know, Cat Stevens, I mean, all across the board. So we scouted us out and said, I would like to do, you know, to do a, a song with you guys. And so um, we we ended up doing a remake of the Gap Band early in the morning. We did a 2022 version of it. And so we, we cut the record back in February and still, you know, doing some shows around LA and, and outside of LA. And then we had an opportunity to shoot, you know, we wrote a storyline, got with a director um, from, from USC, these young, you know, up and coming guys. And um, they actually shot, we shot the video at my, at my house. We did, and we did a video for earlier in one. And so that would have been April. We've done in, in June. All the while, we're still doing gigs here and there. And new personnel. 
changes. So fast forward to right now, that video has won six awards so far. It's just doing great. We are in a position now, we, you know, we worked in Los Angeles, and now we're starting to, we have a management, or what I call the upper management team in place. We have a team of publicists, two managers, you know, and a producer, which we run everything through the manager, through the publicist. Now, so we're talking about putting a tour together in March. We're doing some, we have some casinos, you know, to get into that market, you know, things like that. So I'm really grateful for how far it's come. We have an incredibly great multicultural band of, of just great seasoned musicians. You know, uh, Wayman was on the show before. Wayman. And I, I, we call each other, you know, the twins. No, I don't we were born the same day, different, <laughs> different year. And then we have two girls. Um, one is not that it really matters, but um, they both they both have the same last name, Cherie Dunn and Nia Dunn. One is, uh, you know, um, Irish Mexican. The other one is, you know, dark, dark complexed. And um, I remember talking to Cherie. Um, when we were looking to replace our, our last thing, and I said, I think you're supposed to be in this band. And she said, why? I said, is your last, your last name is Dunn? Do you know what I mean? She said, yeah. I said, we well, have a Mia Dunn in the band right now, so <laughs> it would be great. And then we have a, a great uh, bass player, an Israeli-born bass player, Harrell, uh, who goes by the name Dr. Slap uh, for just, just reasons, and a great gospel R&B drummer named Corey Lewis. So, um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Wow. That's a lot since we last talked to you. Like you were just putting the band together and you couldn't even discuss half the projects that you had. Yeah, that's kind of, and you know, there's so much into, you know, I post things like when they happen, but there's so much of the business process, even with trademarking. You know, trademarking the name, just doing the legal aspects of putting a band together. It's much bigger than putting a group together and going out and playing some gigs and hoping something will happen. The American industry is, is of course, a lot different than the Canadian, but not much at, at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And, and I want to like, I'd like to get your insight because you've been doing this for a while. And so I, I went into entertainment. Well, since we've talked, I uh, I opened up a talent mm-hmm. agency and Calgary has really gone uh, a different way because a lot of venues don't have money anymore. Like since COVID shut us down, mm-hmm. what, four times? Uh, the A lot of businesses didn't survive. And I'm all about, like, I, I try and make a lot of these guys realize that, you know, it's not about just you getting up and playing. It's about, you know, you need to market yourself. You need to, you know, learn the aspects of the business, like the young bands coming up right now, even the older ones, Um, creating your following. Like everybody's like, well, it's the venue's responsibility to bring the people. And I'm like, no, it's not the venue's responsibility. They're hiring you to bring your people. You're getting paid to do it, right? Like, is that not the theory behind it? How do you feel? Well, yeah, you got to have fans. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have fans. But, yeah. but here's the thing: I'm one of my mentors always said, you always go to where people are looking for what you have. Yes. So if you know when we are funk and R&B uh, character-driven group, you know we put we're a show band, 
And so we would go to where Chicago, St. Louis, New York, um, parts of California, where they people wouldn't get up and dance, and they want that kind of. We don't go to where, you know, um, there's you know a large blues following. There's anything wrong with that? But that's not who we are. Or Southern rock. That's not who we are. But that's so you go to where people are looking for for that. Yeah. And you build, you know, that following. There's also a lot of there's ways to build the following. You know, sponsorship. You know, being, um, you know, being like brand ambassador. Yes. You know, there's a lot of different, you know, merchandise, writing books. You know, I did an interview about a week ago with a guy named Mark Holderman. He, he talked about, you know, the, the story behind the glory. There's all different ways of getting your name and your brand. It probably depends on your marketing, you know, potential. If, you know, they have to be able to relate to you, they have to like talking about you, you know, and... um you have to, like, I always tell people, even in the past, I could see people who had enormous talent and, you know, had something going on, but they didn't have, I don't know how to explain it. They didn't have a brand that was appealing, no matter what style it was, no matter what style it was. I mean, I, you know, I vote in the Recording Academy every year across many different genres outside of my own ones that I'm familiar with not like I'm not familiar with spoken word I'm not really familiar with new age music so I don't vote in those categories but I generally get a good cross reference of what's hot yeah what people are listening to and so you, you, you do you know sometimes venues have a built in following but if you go into a place and they're not paying I mean if you're getting like maybe sponsorship dollars from a beverage company yeah. Or going out on tour, you're getting sponsorship from a, 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 a tour bus company that can help carry, carry your expenses. There's so many different ways. But that comes back to what people don't see behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, what it actually takes to, to break, you know, a band in marketing, what that actually means. I found that a lot of people do not know how to market themselves. I will have to agree with you on that. I've had a lot of people ask me how we how we got where we did. And I'm like, like, I was on it every day. And I knew, you know, yeah. that was the same with you. Like, you knew COVID shutting you down was not going to shut you down. Like, you were going to figure out a way. That's right. And, mm -hmm. and I, and, and you're, I mean, we're a dime a dozen, but we're not. You have to find something that is about you that's unique, that's going to work for your yeah. brand. Right? I, I think that's something to be said. You know, no, you're absolutely right. That is absolutely something you're like your own lane. Yeah. We always, you know, work, working with conjunction or, or triple inch group is always like you've got to find your own lane. You know, something that makes that makes you unique. I, it's not, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just, I was going to comment on your video that I watched yesterday. It was phenomenal. Which, was it early, was it early in the morning? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. I so, can understand why it won awards. Somebody, and good for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If somebody asked me, um, somebody asked me, well, how did you, you know, how did you, uh, how did you do that? Sometimes a band will just have a performance video. Yeah. I'm playing or it's, it's not really that interesting. People will 
want to have something that they can follow. So it has to have some kind of a storyboard. So I had never really, I had been in other people's videos, but never been the subject of one. When I followed a storyboard, a specific line, when we were working with a director to get scenes to look a certain way and to get the storyboard, to get the story across. But ultimately, you can see the story is, even when I told my mom what the storyboard was, you know, about music being the first love, she's like, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's right. And that's why your relationships never worked out, because music was always your first love. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of true. You saw, like, you know, the, the girl leave, and I go onto to a website and find out lover.com, and of course, there's, a, there's there's some comical things in there. Um, uh, we brought um, Timothy Blood and this guy Frankie Ray in who always plays extreme characters like in The Walking Dead or in commercials and he's the guy who's opening up his jacket and the film burns up and we had Octopus Girl, we had a dominatrix, you know, yeah. a boxer coming in like, where are these people coming from, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and oh. the reaction, that, that's, that was like a, on the video with the, the like the different the dating sites or this what yeah early, okay so that was early in the morning what what does that song mean to you like did you write that song No that's actually a remake of uh, a song by the Gap Band Okay I thought and I heard that before Yeah Mm-hmm. Okay. We did a 2022 version of it. So Timothy was one of the original producers on that song when it was cut it back in the 80s. When he came to me, he said, I would like you to do this song because you kind of are like, not that I'm being, not that they're comparing me to Prince or the Sly and the Family Stone. Or they got their own, they who they are. But it's just, um, you're like the new Prince or you like the new, new slide. So, you know, we're taking a great old funk song. I'm like, Great. I used to, you know, when I was with the Gap Band, I loved playing early in the morning. I loved playing all the Gap songs, but but we did like a 2022 version of it. So it's a little bit more pop. Um, Robert Palmer did a version of that song back in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, so we, yeah, we have a rap, you know, in there. And of course, uh, it's, it's a little bit more modern version. So. That's yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. I, I watched that. You guys have to go and watch that. Where do they find the video? Like they can find it pretty much everywhere. Or? Yeah. Well, you can just go to our website or just you know early in the morning by the family of funk. And It'll what is your website too? W- well, let's give your links out today so we have them as well. Sure. It's www.thefamilyoffunk. All one word. Dot net. And nice. so there's that on the family of funk on YouTube. Um, so yeah, we're on there and uh, the video's doing real well. Um, as far as, you know, we've been marketing it a certain way. It's, it's just, um, it's really taken off. And from a marketing perspective, it's really taken off, you know, our stock. And, and that is the whole plan this year was to take the group to the next level, which is, like I said, it, it, it's a lot of. You know, I was telling somebody I worked three days this week on the, on the band and didn't, didn't even pick up my guitar. I was just you know doing stuff with our electronic press kit or you know um, editing you know video or doing something with the trademark you know trying to get the, the trademark thing approved and just 
business things that people would never think about. They would be, you know, the, the glamour. They say, "Oh, look at the great picture," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, I can't, I can't, like, I literally can't. But so you haven't touched your guitar in what a week now? Well, no, three days. Three days. But I'm going back on it now. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's just <laughs> sometimes you're just, yeah, sometimes you're working on. You know, even though we have this upper management team now, a lot of the day-to-day putting the band together, the stuff with the settler, you know, it's just really, really time-consuming. You know, I just turned down another studio opportunity today because I still, you know, my publishing career is still, you know, going strong. I haven't really created any content outside of the family of punk, you know, in a, in a while. But I said, I just do not have the time right now. Yeah. Outside, anything with the band in life is just takes all my time. So where are you planning on, like, did you guys do a little bit of a tour? Like, I'd seen, I was watching you on Facebook, because that's what I do. I stalk everybody, and everybody already knows this. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I get my interviews. Remember yeah. I said that to you? I'm like, I stalk Yay. And there's that creepy, blonde, weird woman. But uh, it gets done. <laughs> and I get some... That's right. You know, yeah, exactly. And you know what? I've never been scared. Like, I don't... Even reaching out to you, I was like, whatever. I'm going to reach out to him and see him. When you, when you did say yes you do the interview and this is interview three in two years oh awesome awesome well, I appreciate actually I do remember that we did I've had a few people reach out to me through Facebook and they've all been great interviews you know I, I greatly appreciate it you got a great thing um, going on there but yeah we had one more show in 2022 at a local place in LA called the Universal Bar which you know we love playing in LA I mean, we have so much going on as far as uh, the NAMM show, um, the pending show for Grammy Week, and then starting a tour in, in March, starting in Chicago, St. Louis. It was four states, I think they said. New Orleans, Texas, Chicago. So are you um, guys Louis, at the Grammys then? No, no. We'll be doing like playing a venue during the Grammy Week. Oh, that's good. I don't have, we don't have anything. Yeah, we don't have anything in the Grammys this year. You know, I vote in the Grammys. I know, because so you're a lawyer member, aren't you? Uh, loyal, yes. Ten years. Loyal member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Also involved with, with the Recording Academy, different levels with music care, and also with um, advocacy groups, too. You know, we advocate for songwriters and publishers to change laws concerning, like, music streaming, royalty rates. Okay, so I just had this conversation with an artist last night, and it was regarding SoCan. SoCan. Yeah, it's it's like the middleman in Canada that says if you... Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, if you play this artist's music, you owe us this much money, right? Like, the venue pays a flat rate or whatever to have original music in Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Wait, so this is like... So what in the U.S., what is that called? So it sounds like, so when you're talking about a venue that has to pay like a blanket royalty yeah. rate, is that yeah, what you're like, talking yeah, about? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's like a performance rights organization. So if you're playing original music, a venue plays original music, they have to pay a blanket royalty rate. And I don't know what that is exactly, but to ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC, or any of the performance rights organization, if they, you know, if they're playing you know, cover music, original music, or any of that music is, is registered. 
Okay. Yeah. Because that, that's what she was oh, trying yeah. to explain to me last night at 12 o'clock and my eyes were rolling in my head because it was late and I felt bad, but I was trying to, I was grasping on it. I was going to ask you about it. Like in America, like in the U.S., what's it like? If it was the kind of the same yeah. thing, which it sounds like it is the same thing. So Yeah. And I believe that's what it is. I think, I don't know what that, like, for instance, certain venues will have like a digital jukebox. I think it's called AMI digital jukebox or something like that. And so they're paying royalties if they're playing music that's on that jukebox. So I don't know whether that's, you know, they're paying, I'm not really sure because I don't own a venue, but I I just know, I know that the performance rights, well, I'm an ASCAP member, so I know that ASCAP, it's kind of like the mafia, they're going to get their money. That's what SoCan's like. (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah. So yeah, she was explaining that to me last night and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it, 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 so here's my it, question: it, it, With all your marketing and stuff's going on, are you allowed? Are you guys allowed to to put your music out other places? Like, with you have to have the okay from your management team, right? As far as releasing our music, yeah, or just distributing it. Yeah, like like so. Uh, what I do is I always put music before the interview. I've started doing that. I've taken people's uh, okay. files and I said, whatever song you want me to put in there, I do it before the interview. And I get the art, like, obviously I'm getting the, uh, what is it? The, um, I don't know what the file is because I'm not technical. Um, it's the one that. Band creep. Yes, but it, it's, it's not, it's, okay. a, it's not that it's the uh, wave file. You know what I mean? Wave like, file. Go, yeah, yeah. It's the wave yeah. file. So I did it with Clayton Bellamy who's with the congregation. He's pretty big in Canada. And then he tours with the head, okay. uh, what is it? Headstone, not headstones. Um, why can't I road hammers? I can never remember those guys' names and I don't know why, but he tours with them across the U S a lot. And, um, I got his end of the world, which was on NFL that they used for the, the music. I got him to okay that we put it on the show. And I did the same for Carrie. I said, send me your files and I'll pick a song. Did you guys want us to put that song at the beginning of your interview or did you just put links? Yeah, you do. Okay. I'm going to send you my email after this. I'm going to send you my email through Messenger because you're you're in California and I'm I'm a broke podcaster that can't afford a u.s plan which i will in the next year because i got a big girl job this week (laughs) yeah i went i went and got a job well you know what the entertainment business in in canada is very it's not paying so i went and i got a big girl job cleaning industrial which is actually pretty cool it's good exercise excellent yeah hey you know i I mean work is good yeah i mean yeah i mean i i you know, done a lot of stuff to support and even supplement, you know, early on. You know, I might have mentioned I, when I first came out here, I was teaching martial arts at different schools. Yeah. You know, teaching guitar. And yeah, and, and even before that, in back east, you know, I was doing all kinds of stuff for the family to support my art. You know, I got to work to, to live, so... Well, it, it's... But so, that's your... Yeah, it's so, so very important, right? It really is. So... Yeah, and, so I mean... That I'm, I don't mean to I apologize. No, no, I'm not. I just said it's it's important. Like I had to go get it. Like it was. I can't rely on my income. I mean, one day, yes, I will be able to for sure. Like when I get my foot in the door. But I just started this in April, so the reality of it is, I have to go get the job that's gonna, you know, with benefits that's gonna fix my teeth and take care of my medical needs. So that was my big girl. Oh, job. Absolutely. <laughs> I went and got my big girl job. <laughs> 
but uh so I, yeah um that early in the morning is actually we have released it already yeah it's just on a um a release it's called distro kid it releases it worldwide on all the on apple and spotify and okay. all that stuff but yeah so that's it's um yeah we got the okay because actually when you're doing when you're doing a remake of a song, you have to get a what they call a compulsory license. Yeah. Or you don't have to, but we did. Yes. We have a guy that's, that's representing us legally. Yeah. To sort of welcome them. So that's, that's, that's all part of it. So it's been formally released, and so I can send you that way. I'm so really excited. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. So we're going to put that before your interview. And then all the links okay. that everybody can find you on, like, so it's just the family of funk that they can find you. I mean, you're on my Facebook. If they mm-hmm. wanted to hunt you down, they could. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know what is so funny is that I, what, we go out of a way to just, even if people Google the family of funk, yeah, but you, you get the optimal search engine so that it's the first thing that comes up and someone will leave out like the, or, you know, family funk or something like that. And other stuff comes up and they're like, oh, man, you don't have a website? I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I own all the domains, familyfunk.org, .com, .net, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like AI is, is kind of stupid when it comes to stuff like that. But even even if you just, if they just Google the family funk, uh, all website comes up, so. So um, I guess we're going to have to schedule another interview for six months from now and see how okay. and see how your tour is going. And maybe we can get Wayman and you on the same call. Absolutely. Because I'd like to have both you on the show. I think that would be awesome. And eventually I'm making my way to Hollywood to see you guys. You, you, you always promise that, so yeah. I don't know. Oh, I am, eventually. I'm, give, me, <laughs> give me another year, because I'm, I'm going to go to take my first trip to Vegas, because one of my girlfriends is getting married, and she wants to go to yeah. Vegas. And I've never left Canada. So I am going to do it now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, you got to make sure that, yeah, we'll do that. I'll give you and, enough um, notice, and then you guys can take me for a tour on everything. <laughs> Yeah. I'll record yeah. this going yeah. on my I'm... microphone with people. Like, let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, awesome. That sounds great. That's what you plan. Okay. Um, okay. So Please. you got Frank, you have a happy new year. Tomorrow's my birthday. So it's December 6th, you guys. So this, oh my God. Yeah. I'm no longer middle-aged. I'm going to be 46. <laughs> happy birthday. 29 looks great on you. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you. And, and you know, this is a good birthday good present you. for me because I love having you on my show. Um, send me oh, that link. I'm no. going to send you the messenger through messenger, the effing 40s Gmail, and then we'll hook that song right up to the front of it. Great. And I really do thank appreciate you so much, your time. Thank you, thank you for calling me, and I'll send you the show when it's done. Great. I look forward to it, Katie. Thank you. Okay. Love you. Have a great, have a happy New love Year's and a Merry Christmas. You too, sweetie. Okay, take okay, care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.